you gonna do? Better. Stronger. Son of a bitch. Faster. Oh, yeah! You know what I'm excited about? It's a new year, and it's another World Carnivore Month. I want to say maybe this is the fifth year in a row that we've been doing it, or maybe the sixth. I'm trying to think. Um, when was Sean Baker on Joe Rogan's podcast? That was 2017, I believe. I think that was 2017. Do you want me to look it up real fast? Yeah. Sean, so Sean Baker was on Joe Rogan's podcast, I believe, in 2017. And I remember like it was yesterday, he was on the podcast and I remember like skipping it because I didn't know who Sean Baker was, Dr. Sean Baker. I was like, ah, I don't know what this guy's about. But then my training partner came into the gym and he was so pumped because he's like, hey man, there's a guy on Joe Rogan talking about this crazy all meat diet. And my first reaction to it was like, well, that's not that crazy. I actually used to do that. And because I used to do it, it was really easy for me to listen to this podcast and sort of pick up on it. Oh, yeah, December 2017. So the first year would have been 2018, right, of World Carnivore Month? 19, 20, 21. 20. So it's five five years. Yeah. So the five-year anniversary. And then right after he – so I've been doing carnivore for five years. I think Michaela Peterson just announced that she had like five-year carnivore anniversary. Um, so she's been on it for five years. Um, Dr. Baker's been on it, you know, I think maybe seven years. I think he was doing it a little while before he was actually on Rogan's podcast. And I remember what, um, as soon as I listened to the podcast, I called up Dr. Baker and I said, Hey, Dr. Baker, my name's Chris Bell, blah, blah. And he had seen bigger, stronger, faster. So he knew who I was or whatever. And we just had a great conversation. And I said, like, we would love to have you come up to my brother's gym and, you know, podcast with us and blah, blah, blah. And he just said to me, like, well, I'd like, I'd like for you to try the diet before, you know, before I come up there. I said, well, you know, I've actually done this before and I explained all, all that and go, but I'm going to do it again just to see. And it was more like such a novelty at the time. Like, what a weird, a weird thing. And um, I remember a, like maybe two weeks before that, uh, Ron Penna, who started Quest Nutrition, he's the owner of Quest Nutrition, former owner, um, he was at my house and he was telling me he was going on an all egg, like egg and meat diet, like, you know, steak and eggs. Diet. He was saying steak and eggs. And he goes, yeah, you know, like Vince Gironda in the past, like he used to do just steak and eggs. And I was thinking, I'm like, steak and eggs, why does that sound so crazy to me? I, I don't know why. I guess because I was eating all these, doing all this keto stuff and, you know, had all these other options of food available. Um, but I remember I tried that for like a week and then a couple weeks later I heard Sean Baker and I'm like, okay, let's just go to the meet and see what happens. And I remember traveling with Mark and it was funny because Mark's like, okay, I'm going to do it too. You know, um, in the beginning he did it for like a couple weeks and then he sort of went away from it and then he came back to it pretty, pretty strong. Um, but that first couple of weeks we were doing it, we we're like traveling. And I remember we would go into restaurants and we would, we would just order steak on a plate because it sounds so funny. So we're like, yeah, can I get a, we, we'd say like, can I get this steak or whatever? And they would say, oh, you want this for a side, that for a side? Like, nope, just steak on a plate. You know, that, that's what it was. And it was weird because it always gave you an opportunity. If you do it at a restaurant, it gives you an opportunity to uh, spread some propaganda. <laughs> you know, people go like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm doing a carnivore diet. They're like, what's that? Yeah. Oh, it's an all meat diet. And, you know, eliminates all the junk from your diet. Blah, blah, blah. People get like really interested in it. So it's always, it was always like a fun 
you know, fun thing to talk about. And the, and the word's getting out, right? I mean, I, I have memories of getting like what I learned from you initially, like just get the lettuce wrap burger, just get, you know, yeah. plain lettuce wrap burger. Uh, if you don't want to go all in on the carnivore diet. And I remember, I remember saying it and you go through the drive throughs and it felt so weird. And, and one day I remember hearing this, a say in the back, Oh, he's doing the keto diet. And yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, dude, people are, you know, it's, it's getting out. It's becoming part of it. And I think more and more this whole carnivore diet is going to become part of the, the conversation. Now comes the carnivore, carnivore ish diets, right? Carnivore plus fruit, carnivore plus this or that. You know, do you have any modifications you plan on doing with it this year? Yeah. So I, I feel that I feel like carnivore, I should just say this. I don't think it's the ultimate human diet, but I think it is a great intervention. I personally think the ultimate human diet would consist of things like red meat, um, eggs, probably fruit, um, and, um, and maybe some vegetables and maybe something even like white rice. Um, it does, it doesn't seem to be too, uh, too much of a problem for people. And it seems to, uh, it just seems to be something that you can basically feed the world world with. That's like pretty good for you. I would say, right? Like I don't see people having crazy reactions to, uh, to white rice on its own. So, um, I would say like, kind of like those simple foods I would put as sort of you know, this is kind of the diet I'll stick with forever because I, that's basically what I do. So I do a carnivore diet most of the time, but every once in a while, maybe like once a week, I'll throw in some rice because in talking to the guys at Merrick health, uh, I say like, Hey, they're like, Hey, you're, um, sex binding sex. What is SHBG or whatever that is, yeah. is high. And I'm like, how do I get that to go down? Cause they're like, you'll have more free testosterone if you drop that down and you'll be better off. And I'm, so I'm like, how do I drop that down? And I basically said, add some carbs in, you know? So for that reason, I just figured out, you know, add in like white rice, like, you know, once a week, sometimes once every two weeks, you know, but I think just a little bit here and there, um, sort of keeps me going and my blood work's all been, been pretty good lately. So for world carnivore month, obviously the rules are different. And what I like to do in world carnivore month is use it as a time for me to sort of reset from everything. So this year, what I'm going to try to do on world carnivore month is really just do like you know, beef, water, and salt. And I'm also going to attempt, we'll see if we can do this, but I've been having a lot of pain lately, like a real lot of pain problems lately. And I actually want to try to get rid of things like Kratom and marijuana for the month as well. And I don't know if I'll be able to do that because they do help me with uh, pain. But I also think that I might be driving my pain with using a lot of these things. Like I've been on Kratom for like a long time and it hasn't solved the problem. It is a great pre-workout. It is great for pain, but it it never solves the problem. It only fix, it's a bandaid on the problem for a little while. So I'm like, if I don't take it, am I gonna feel that much worse? How much worse could I possibly feel? Everything else already sucks. So I do know there is a thing, such thing as a hyperanalgesia, which means that you take things to kill pain so much that you have more pain. And that happens a lot with like Advil and Tylenol. I don't know if it happens with Kratom, but I feel like, you know, I was just talking about a cold plunge before. I feel like I'm hypersensitive to pain. And I think the way to get rid of that is to not take anything to kill pain for a little while. But I might be wrong, you know? What does it say? Hyperanalgesia is a symptom that causes unusually severe pain in situations where feeling pain is normal, but the pain is much more severe than it should be. This 
condition happens because of disruptions or changes and how your nervous system processes pain. So yeah, obviously there's something, you know, going on with my immune system. Like I said, I was, um, I just got all my blood work done, but they didn't check for, like I said, I, I was going to get checked for, um, rheumatoid arthritis, but they haven't checked for that yet. Um, but that would be pretty crazy if I got diagnosed with something like that now, like this late in life. Um, but I'm not saying it can't happen. I mean, my older brother got diagnosed as being bipolar when he was like 35, you know, so that's something they, they should have caught way younger. Um, but sometimes they don't. So I'm, I'm just trying to figure, you know, it's, it's the whole reason why I do the carnivore diet. And I'll be honest with everybody. I've done the carnivore diet for like five years and it has significantly helped me with pain. And I find when I am really strict with it, just like I was a couple weeks ago when I went three months on just a carnivore diet. Remember how good I was telling you I feel? Yeah, it's so yeah, weird uh -huh. though. So this is crazy because it's so weird because I did cheat a little bit. I had some bullshit, you know, like over the holidays. And then my pain levels were like through the roof. And it's so hard for me to identify. Like, I, I think I say this a lot, but it's so hard to connect the two. Like, oh, I ate this. And because the, the feeling crappy doesn't happen for like a couple days. So it's like what you ate three days ago affecting you. That's why it doesn't, it's hard to connect because it doesn't usually happen the very next day. It takes a little while for uh, the pain to kick in. But this year I'm going to try to just do beef, water, and salt. I think that anybody that wants to join us this year on World Carnivore Month, I think you should do what works for you. So I'm not going to kick anybody out of the club. If you want to do meat and fruit, do meat and fruit. I think it's about simplifying your diet down to a couple simple things. And I'm, I will tell you right flat out, the best way to drop your body fat and just, you know, I think, I think the fastest way to results, and I'm, by that I mean results of like lowering your body fat, lowering your inflammation, I think the best thing you could possibly do is just red meat, water, salt. However, I think that that's really hard for a lot of people to do, right? And so I think you'll get there almost as fast with meat and a little bit of fruit. So like maybe a couple ribeyes a day and then some strawberries and blueberries. I think that's fine. Um, you can step it up to uh, red meat and, and more than berries. Like, you know, so strawberries, blueberries, pineapple, watermelon, stuff like that. I find when I get into that category, I end up eating too much fruit personally. So I like keeping it in just the berries. And then you have a very limited amount of things that you can eat and you don't usually go overboard. You know, that Jay guy, I, I, we talked about this last time, nuanced and, you know, moderation does not sell, but he made a really, he sure. Jay Feldman you're talking about. He, yeah, Jay Feldman. He really made a good case when he said, I'd be curious how much protein you really were eating. I bet you, you probably met the thresholds. And also, I'd be really curious on what your total calorie intake was. You probably were just fine. I mean, I bet it probably for you when you've been just such a, you know, protein. What, what do you guys call it? We prioritize protein, I think. Protein that, leveraging. Protein leveraging has been such a part of your meal planning. And look, it's worked for you. I mean, look how lean you've gotten over the last five years. Oh, thanks. You know, what's crazy is I don't know. I don't know if we're right about any of this stuff. Like I was, I was having a talk with uh, Aiden, a friend of mine from in the gym. And he, he does bodybuilding. And I was, we were talking about protein. And he was saying like he, he eats like 1.2 grams you know, per pound of body weight. And I'm like, you know, don't you think that's a little high? I mean, like they say you only need like 0.8. And then some people like Jay Feldman said we might only need 0.6. 
And then I'm thinking, like, are we just destroying ourselves by, like, flooding ourselves with protein? And it's really hard to tell because as far as the science goes, it doesn't say that we are. And I actually thought that we I, – I thought our protein le- requirements and levels were so high because we have such an abundance of food. But it doesn't seem to be the truth. People say we actually used to eat more protein. But I don't understand how that is because I don't understand how people, how everybody had that much protein back then. Well, but we used to eat more protein. My understanding from uh, the book that you guys recommended, it went from we were around 30 or 35 percent protein. And he said now the American diet's around 15 so I don't think I think you've been well above thirty or thirty five percent the last five uh, well, years. What, I, what I'm talking been? about is it said it said that our as far as I remember I have to go back and look at this, but as far as I remember, people say that we ate um, even more like more calories back then. Like they're like, oh, it's not the calories that that are making people fat because people actually used to eat more calories. And I'm thinking, where the hell did they get these calories from? There was no there was no farming. There was no Chris. It, we are indoor. We are an indoor cat civilization now, buddy. People do not go outside. They do not leave. They they go garage garage to work garage. Okay, and that is a great point. So, is it the lack of exercise, or is it the addition of processed food? Probably both, right? Seems like it's probably both. You know, but it's just interesting I, because I see it in my own kids, man. Ever since what we talked about last time, that Nintendo changed the world. Yeah, maybe for the worse. I don't know. Well, you know the big problem is, and I think this is something that can be really, really worked on and fixed. Protein doesn't taste that good. You know, you have like meat, and you have, um, but like, there's so many processed foods and things that taste so that are so tasty and hyper palatable that um, in order to get more protein in more kids' mouths, we need things like those tasty pastries. Like we need to do stuff like that. And I think those kind of foods will actually improve. But we'll have more protein less you know crappy carbs and less crappy fats in some sort of uh protein bar protein pastry whatever it may be um it's kind of like why i like chaffles they kind of give you that sense that you've eaten um something that's sweet but you really didn't you know so i think that that's interesting too, you know? too. can something... i tell you the best diet i was ever on yeah I it was hear when it. we it's when we first it's the original war on carbs diet and it went along with our workouts so like Monday was like, um, yeah, like so Monday was red meat and water. Tuesday, red meat and water. Wednesday, red meat and water. Thursday, red meat and fruit. As much fruit as you want. Uh, Friday, red meat and water. Saturday, cheat day, whatever you want. And Sunday was um, modified carbs, which means you could have some steak and you could have some potatoes and rice on Sunday. And it, it went with our workout. So we deadlifted heavy on Fridays. So we get fruit on Thursday so we can make the deadlifts on Friday. So if you and can then, tell yourself, I'm sorry for interrupting you, buddy. So if I, I'm just trying to piece this together. I'm trying to follow along with you. So if you're just saying, hey, look, man, just make it to just make it to the end of the week. You can have a nice, a nice. Well, you have a nice weekend. Yeah. You have a, you have a Thursday night of eating fruit. And then Friday's kind of easy to do no carbs because you just had fruit the day before. So it's easy to hit that other day no carbs. Saturday was a uh, cheat meal, cheat day, where we could basically eat whatever we wanted to. There was no limits on that. And Sunday was a modified carb day. Now, here's the interesting thing because a lot of people will hear that cheat meal and they'll go crazy about it. The cheat meal's there for a reason. It's it's hormonal, right? Like you want, like you're going no carbs, no carbs, no carbs. And then you have the, the cheat day, high calories. Um, 
but it's it's there for a reason. And it also, what happened to me when I did that diet is I remember I went from like 220 down to under uh, down to like 196, and it was so weird because every week I would consistently lose two pounds every single week doing that. And so my um, you know on Monday after I had the cheat day and the modified carb day, my weight would be like way up, but then it would drop down two pounds lower than it was the week before. And it just kept going all the way until I got to like 195. And that was what sort of started Mark and I on like these low carb diets was like, that's the diet. My trainer originally gave me red meat and water. And then it became, you know, like, hey man, this is a little bit crazy. Can we add some other stuff in, in here? And that was sort of the second iteration of the diet. And I competed while I was doing that too. That's exciting. So do you want to drop this one on the first? You want this one to come out on the first and like we did on Christmas? That's a that would be a, a one week. We can start. You want this to be the very oh, you should first? put it out on um, New Year's Eve because New Year's Day. Everybody's going to start. Okay, carnival, so let's, right? All right. So we'll put this out on the 31st. Yeah. OK, cool. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll do that. Then. I think everybody out there should take a, a good, serious look at World Carnivore Month, whether or not you think it's crazy. I actually have gotten a lot out of it. I've also learned a lot about myself by doing this. Like I said, you don't have to do it. You might think it's crazy. You might think I'm stupid, but it has done wonders for me. So I say, just at least give it a look. And if you like what you see, give it a shot. We'll see you guys later.